Hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast where we dive full force into the thing that everybody's talking about or the person that everyone's talking about. Go into the backlog of uh, TV romance movies and find out she has chemistry with not a prince. (laughs) (laughs) She has chemistry with everyone because she's gorgeous? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, not everyone, Hannah. (laughs) I was referring to the royal family. Okay, um, uh, this is the podcast where we talk about your favorite made-for-TV romances, uh, the kinds that you find all over television dumb, but mostly today we're talking about Hallmark. Woo-hoo! And since it's, you know, right around Valentine's Day, we figured we'd talk about one of the world's, or half of the world's most uh, well-known couples, the, what is she, she's Duchess of something, I forget Sussex? where. The Sussexes? Yeah, I think you're I think you're right. Uh Meghan Markle uh and do a Meghan Markle movie pre princessing. <laughs> Meghan Markle movie is just fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is true. So today we're gonna be discussing Dater's Handbook, which premiered on January thirtieth, twenty sixteen on Hallmark Channel. And this is all that Hallmark has to say about it. A woman changes her personality according to a dating guidebook to find a husband, but realizes the man she wants is the one who loves her for who she is. And it stars Princess Meghan, Meghan Markle, (laughs) uh, and Christopher Palaha. Who is a prince in my heart. (laughs) That he is. That he is. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that we haven't done this one yet. I am too, actually. So I'm happy that we're doing it now. Yeah, I, I think there was a part of me that like was like, ooh, do we want to watch a Meghan Markle movie? And then I'm like, yeah, of course we do. What am I? <laughs> <laughs> and since she's everywhere, well, she'll be here too. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it. here she is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, so here is the synopsis of this movie: Cassandra Brand, played by. Princess Duchess Meghan Markle, um, owns a successful merchandise branding business. Think about all those four imprint ads that you see on TV all the time, every day. Um, She's in Denver while she's doing this. Um, She likes to run with her dog, Duke, and uh, has a fun, silly side and is very understanding, but not a pushover boss. She's a very good boss. Everything in her life is pretty great, except for the love part. Wah, wah. She's been uh, dating this guy, Peter, for a couple years, but he is a commitment phobe who doesn't respect her as more than arm candy. And he won't even come with her to events, doesn't remember what she's allergic to, which is important. Um, and in the two years that they've been together, has never even met her mom. Can you believe that? Like, that would be real weird. <laughs> At the wedding of her assistant... Cass is seated at the kids' table with only one other adult, Robert, played by Christopher Palaha. He instantly makes everything about this wedding fun. Like, he is life of the party. He embraces the kids' table, allows Cass to eat some of his cake. Uh, He has a great sense of humor, and it matches hers, which is, you know, nice. And if it weren't for him, she probably wouldn't have enjoyed the wedding. Um... It, it, but she, you know, does. But before he can ask her out, as the kids at the table tell him to do, she leaves. 
Bye. So after a chat with her mother and her sister, Cass ends up breaking up with Peter. And then Nadia convinces her to listen to Dr. Susie, who is played beautifully by Terrell Rothery, um, about how to find the right guy. The advice is to stop looking for the exciting guy and go with the boring, predictable guy. When Cass finds Dr. Susie's book, The Dater's Handbook, um, in the desk of her assistant while her assistant is out on her honeymoon, so there's nothing weird about her finding the book in the desk, so yeah, um, she decides that if it worked once, it can work for her too. So Cass and Robert run into each other at the park playing with their dogs because, you know, he also has a dog. You know, we you, you just got all the like little like hint hints, hmm. love hint kind of things. Finally, he's able to ask her out and they go on a date that they both have like the most fun on, which is mini golfing and playing pool. My kind of date. Um, yeah. I'm there for it. Uh, and they agree to a second date. And then at her office, one of Cass's clients, George, asks her out. And not wanting to limit herself, as per the book, she agrees. And they have a fancy dinner. And while it's like your stereotypical perfect date, Cass does admit that there weren't any sparks like there was with Robert. Mom is like, Team Sparks, so Team Robert. Sister Nadia is like, Sparks fade. I don't know what this says about her husband and her relationship, but whatever. And she should be looking for dependable. Nadia is also like about to pop pregnant, so I feel like she has kind of a <laughs> hormonally sad <laughs> like view on love right now. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> so on Cass and Robert's second date, they're supposed to go for a run, but the weather is not working for them, doesn't cooperate for them. So they go for a run on the treadmill at the gym. My personal hell, but that's fine. It works for them. Um, in a turn of events, Robert Robert goes flying off the treadmill while wearing headphones attached to her iPod, subsequently smashing it to bits. Luckily, she's a pretty good sport about the whole thing. And when he takes her for a picnic later in the back of his car, because, you know, weather, they're all good with her even stealing his food some more. Because why would you ever choose fruit over a croissant? I, I can see the times when you would do that. Sometimes I do really want fruit. That's what I want. But I want yeah. both. Right? Why did he only bring one of each? I think there were more than one croissant in the basket. But but we know he's know. a good guy because he lets her take his food. That's that, That's true. That's, That's true. So on her second date with George, they go to an art gallery, which is not really Cass's thing. Uh, she isn't snobby about it or anything, but she just doesn't get it. Um, and, you know, she's trying to make like jokes and be funny. And George just is not getting that. And that night, Robert takes Cass and her mom to an REO Speedwagon concert because they talked about it on the treadmill. Um, and like it was prior to their the, the the iPod incident. And, you know, she had said that her mom loved him them and that's why blah, blah, blah. And he was clearly listening to her because he's, again, a great guy. Plus, he's not only met mom, but he's got mom to love him forever. <laughs> He's going to keep on loving her. 
So on Cass's birthday, George brings Cass lilies, her favorite flower. Very sweet. And then Robert shows up with a new iPod, and Cass is touched. Nadia thinks that flowers are more romantic than electronics, and Mom thinks that the iPod is sweet because it's actually personal and, like, you know, touching. Um, No pun intended because it's an iPod touch. (laughs) Um, This means that Nadia wants to bring out the checklist so that Cass picks a man and stops dating too. So they decide to judge based on her birthday dinner dates. George takes her to see a quartet playing movie scores. So he knows her enough to know that she won't be into like straight classical. Like, you know, film scores is a good foray into an orchestra, I guess. Um, And Robert takes her to a diner known for their cakes. Because remember, she likes to eat his sweets (laughs) but nadia is doing the checks and is scoring george higher because nadia is the boss of her apparently (laughs) and super duper 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 biased yes um but here's what happens on her date with robert because it's bad Cass eats off his plate as usual because you know clearly this is like their thing um and there was honey on his chicken wings, but honey is what she is allergic to. So she goes into anaphylactic shock and they have to go to the hospital, <laughs> which is like, you know, not a super romantic, uh, you know, event to happen on a date. Plus, Nadia thinks he should have known about her allergy. I have a problem with this because I'm pretty sure she didn't tell any either nope. him or George. And George, I don't think, knows about it either. So flaw in logic but whatever at the end of the dates george gives her a hug which is like a oof and robert insists on staying over to make sure she's okay which nadia feels is like pushing boundaries in a way that is unacceptable which i Mm -hmm. hear sure um and when he leaves in the morning because he has his own dog to take care of he leaves her a note but duke knocks it down and Cass never sees it and is like feels hurt that basically she she feels like he ghosted her from her own house you know it's as if they slept together and he didn't call except that's not what happened um and so Cass breaks up with robert and keeps george and the audience groans no wrong choice (laughs) badly done Cass. badly done um she brings george to her nephew's birthday party and mom is not impressed Michael, her brother-in-law, almost spills the beans about, like, the book and the checklist and the two guys part. Um, and George clearly has some ideas that um, that are not really meshing with how Cass sees, like, children <laughs> and raising of them and, you know, letting them be children. Yeah, and also maybe having them at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> George is clearly awful, so <laughs> but we knew this. And when George comes to help Cass with a plumbing issue, um, Duke is clearly not a fan either because he gets growly because dogs know best. And George doesn't do a great job at the plumbing in the first place. So what yeah. good is he? <laughs> right. What? He's not good with his hands, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Cass goes to get her tires changed uh, on her car and Robert also happens to be getting his car worked on and they have to wait together so they decide to be friends and go bowling and you know they they have fun and they're competitive but now that they're not dating uh Cass is upset 
that Robert is refusing to share his food with her. Like, he's like, no, you can't have my food. And she's upset. Um, and it leads to a little bit of a competition. And it ends with some physical bowling defense, which I love as a concept. <laughs> and a kiss. And then Cass, panicking, runs away. So George comes over for dinner with Mom. While watching Cass and George, Mom is even more convinced that they are not right together. She doesn't really recognize this woman Cass is pretending to be. Like, it's not the Cass that she knows. She's being inauthentic. Uh, Plus, George won't let Cass eat off his plate. So Cass decides to try and be more herself. She takes George to recreate her first date with Robert, which I have feelings about, and it doesn't go great, including the kiss. So Cass breaks it off with him. The next morning, Cass sees Dr. Susie on TV promoting her new book about divorce. (laughs) Clearly not an expert on love and relationships. So Cass ditches the book and she goes to the Lantern Festival in town that night, pretty sure that she'll see Robert because he basically planned it as part of his job. That's what he does. Um, And when she does, she asks him for a second chance and he gives it to her. So they kiss. And since one kiss means forever, this non-handbook approved relationship is sure to stand the test of time. Huzzah. Zah. Yay. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to talk <laughs> about in this in this movie. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there are a few things about this movie that I feel like we need to address. And I feel like it would be wrong of us to not address the fact that she's white in this movie thank you (laughs) she's completely whitewashed in this movie yeah like we're not talking about any melanin in this movie no and for a moment like i was like okay she has a white sister and a white mom okay that's fine maybe she had maybe they have different dads or one of them is adopted nope same dad he died yeah the no. sister is definitely not black at all. Like, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Like, she is She's very, very whitewashed. There there are some cultural things in this movie that make me a little uncomfortable. Um, because also, this movie is probably one of the most, like, w- until maybe this year, the most Asian um, event happens that i've seen in a hallmark movie with this lantern festival that's a little sort of like chinese new year e or lunar new year i should probably say um there are no asian people in this movie except for that one person announcing the lantern festival (laughs) yeah but like you know the background people that really count like you know nobody no nobody with a name no is asian in this movie that's true (laughs) like it was a little bit like, oh, okay, this is like the most Asian Hallmark movie I've ever seen, and yet there are no Asian people in it. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'm with I'm with you on that. It was nice to see something like it, though. Sure. Like, I, 
you know, but I agree with you. There was no further representation in this movie. I mean, this was into what, what, 2016, you said? Yeah. So I mean, we it, only started to get more representation like last year. So, right. I mean, <laughs> of I mean, please sorts. give us a Lunar New Year love story. It would be great. It like lends itself so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what this was. No, I agree with that. You know, it, it felt um, it, a little like I wish it was a little bit l- almost like less Asian inspired and more tangled and inspired. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. That's, I, same kind of lanterns. Yeah. Oh, I want to watch Tangled for the millionth time. <laughs> but but yeah, and I feel I feel like this movie and they think they did it with um no, her name escapes me, but the actress who played Vanessa on Go- Gossip Girl, um, she also is in a movie where they just pretend she's not a person of color, <laughs> you know, okay. and it, it like, so this was a thing that they have done and hopefully yeah. will never do again. Yeah, that um, would be great, but you know, <sighs> okay, so we'll move on. Um. My big what the fuck moment mm-hmm. is we were we talked about a little bit in the in the synopsis is the whole honey allergy because there there are two times so yes she did not tell George or Robert about this allergy which I was kind of nervous about even though I have seen this movie before I couldn't quite remember if this was a thing um, uh, when he so George orders her meal for her in French so she has no idea what he what she's getting which i feel like if you have any sort of food sensitivities at all you should probably know what you're getting <laughs> or at and the she's very like no. least t- tell the person who's ordering that they need to check that i actually have yeah. a note she doesn't seem to double check if things have honey she is bad at having an allergy yes and the <laughs> fact and, okay ex- thank you and at the very beginning of the movie when she's dating that peter guy the whole thing you know if you if you see a chicken wing with honey on it in the first act it's probably going to go off again in the third even though i feel like it's more the second act but whatever um but like the whole way we find out that she has a honey allergy is through chicken wings and so we as an audience are seeing these chicken wings he's saying five bold flavors you gotta know that one of those is like honey barbecue or whatever (laughs) or whatever honey you put on chicken wings um and so like the fact that she doesn't go what are these sauces yeah. Well, and just eats it, knowing that like wings are a thing that have that, aller- you know, that allergen on it make- drove me crazy. And it made well, me so mad. Also, so that, the fact that she clearly does not carry like an EpiPen, like, yeah, she's bad at having an allergy. Like, yeah. she, her allergy is on so many things that she would potentially eat. Like, she's clearly addicted to sweets. She likes yeah. sweets. Honey is a natural sweetener. (laughs) (laughs) She needs to be significantly more careful and more prepared. (laughs) I agree. 100%. She's so, and it, it, you know, it's baffling to me, like, that she wouldn't have, like, it wouldn't just be second nature at this point, you know, like, as as a vegetarian, it just, like, I, I don't really even think about, like, double checking what's in the food. Like, it, it yeah. does, it doesn't affect my life at all to be like, there's no meat in that, right? <laughs> like- right. <laughs> right. Like, I, I have a, a 
for the listeners, I have a bell pepper thing. Like I can't eat bell peppers and I found someone who has the exact same shit as me and I felt so validated and thank you. <laughs> um, but so it's a thing that you can be allergic to bell peppers and as a vegetarian that cannot have bell peppers, I am constantly asking, does this have magic bell peppers in it that you didn't list on the menu? Because that happens all the fucking time and I won't die. I will not go into anaphylactic shock. I'll just feel like shit. <laughs> so badly done, Cass. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, um, let's talk about the dater's handbook. Sure. Let's do it. So first of all, before we even open it, <laughs> this is the laziest graphic in the world. Describe. Um, it's pink with the like clip bart heart on it there's no <laughs> other picture this is the book jacket yep it looks, it looks like it came out in the 80s <laughs> like there if this is not what this would look like like i mean it was first of all no one would ever pick this up like it's not eye-catching you know this is not my breakup here no it's somebody did this like in microsoft paint like, we didn't even get to Photoshop on this. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. There's, the, yeah, it's just so bad. It's, it, like, really upset me. I was like, how dare Aww. you? <laughs> it looked to me like it was, like, an old school. I feel like those those are the self-help covers of the 70s and 80s yeah. that were, like, were that simple and, you know, doesn't yeah. have to have anything else on it. But but, but we are not in the 70s or 80s. It's True. not acceptable anymore. True. Maybe – I don't know. There was something timeless about it because it looked so old. I don't know. I'm just bullshitting. <laughs> well, then, then I expect them to talk about, like, make sure you dust off your diaphragm, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> How to cook for the man of your dreams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and granted, it was a little 70s-esque, maybe even earlier, because it's like, change yourself. That is what the Dater's Handbook is says, is basically like, change yourself. Don't don't want what you want. Don't be happy. The Because the biggest thing that her, like her mantra is, it's not the man, it's you. You choose the wrong kind of men. And, you know, women really say that they want excitement and whatever and, and a, an adventurous, unexpected sort of partner. But her argument for this book is that kind of person doesn't want commitment. So if you want a committed person, you should have somebody who's boring and dependable and whatever that means. Well, I mean, it's so much of this argument I find very upsetting because first of all, yes. I'm sure there are people who are like, no, I, I want, I want my, you know, I'm trying to think of the most boring job ever. Um, big four accountant who yeah. <laughs> like, who goes to work comes uh, like just like clockwork nine to five i guess like an accountant doesn't really do a clockwork nine to five but like somebody <laughs> with a clockwork nine to five um you know wears a brown suit every day you know like like there i'm sure there are people who want that also i think there are people who are exciting who do that for a day job Exactly. And you sort of prove my point that there was no, there was nothing undependable about Robert. 
I, in fact, just, I would argue he was quite dependable because when she needed to go to the hospital, he went with her. Yes. And he made sure that she was okay. He has a job for the city, but like, you know, and helping people and providing opportunities. He takes his car in for checkups. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like, you know, so like what about Robert at all isn't ticking that box other than the fact that her sister doesn't like him. Right. And he on paper. And he excites her. And like yeah. will be silly. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why he wouldn't be considered dependable. Cause also like he never flakes on their date. No. He shows up every single time. Like Yeah. I, I don't know what the problem is. Um There is none. Yeah. Just drama. Drama. <laughs> Um, one thing that I did not like was how she broke it off with Robert the first time. And it's supposed to be one of those things that were we to be watching this movie on television, you we see her we see her call a person and say, Hi, I think uh we should stop seeing each other. Yes, I'm sure. Hang up and then like black out for commercial whatever and so then when we so we don't know who she picked who is she breaking up with and so when we find out that it's robert i would like i started thinking back and i go after everything that you've been through together that's how you break up with him with like no other explanation or because she obviously cares about him and this Mm -hmm. is a very cold way of breaking up with somebody and i didn't like it i i would agree with you i will say Though I found it very odd to be in the movie at all, is she feels like he didn't leave her a note. He just kind of ghosted. And maybe that's why she feels she has a right to be cold. But he did leave her a note. He left her a note on a post-it note. He taped it, or he's using the sticky on the back of the post-it, to a lamp pole. It was the stupidest place to put a sticky note. That the dog, like knocked into it fell on the ground and as far as we know she never finds this note she at no point does she ever know that he did in fact leave a note for her did she did she not find it later no i thought that was a thing like thought that was like one of the things that makes her because she should but she doesn't that's that that like you know like you expect that you expect that you'll find it later no she never finds it I kind of was doing a puzzle while I was watching this movie, <laughs> and I just kind of thought that maybe that happened when I wasn't looking. <laughs> yeah, no, does not find it, and it really oh bothers me that she never finds it because, she, like, if you're gonna give me the, like, he left a note but you didn't find it, but like, she should find it after she dumps George. I'd be like, oh, fascinating. It's a better person, but no. Right. Oh, I know what we need to talk about, and okay. I think this is you should take the lead though. Uh, the recreation of the Robert date with George. Yes, we need to talk about that. So, like, it it really, really bugged me. I had super strong feelings about it that she would try to, knowing that this guy was not, is probably knowing that this guy was not into her or like liked her for her, recreate a date that re- went really well. Like, you're obviously setting yourself up for him up for failure and i think it's gross when you do the same date with more than one person like i think it's i think it's all i think it's icky it's setting him up to fail um and obviously you just wanted the person that you were on the date with not necessarily the mini golfing right i feel like it was a little bit like don't isn't the fact that you want to have this date proof 
that you don't want to be with this person. Yeah. You know, granted, she, I don't mind the idea that she would be like, let's go mini golfing because like that part doesn't bother me. It's that she tries to almost bring in the same jokes yeah. as she did with Robert. That is like really upsetting. Like, you know, they play like defensive, you know, it's like a thing that, that is funny for them, which like, like, I don't know how much she needs to see of George to know that he's like not going to break the rules of mini golf. Like he's not going like, to. Right. He clearly is not that guy. Yeah. I mean, personally, I hated the way they played mini golf because if Billy like knocked my ball out of where it was, I'd be mad, like legitimately mad. There wouldn't be anything playful or sexy about it. I'd be like, fuck you. Right. But you could see that it was for them. <laughs> Yeah, of course. I can appreciate it. I think yeah. they're wrong, but that's right. Fine. It's like that, but also you would probably have a better date with George. I, no, yeah. you would also bother yeah. the fuck out of me. Because I love <laughs> mini golf. I just right. don't want you to <laughs> I, I think you would enjoy mini golf with George more. Obviously, Robert's clearly better. But <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Yeah. I also couldn't date Robert because he's eight feet tall, so <laughs> Yeah, he is very tall. He's very tall, but he's so cute. Oh my god, he is so cute in this movie. Yeah, the, I'm the, the you know like your your ovaries do a little bit of like sh- shouting when he's dancing with the little girl on his feet. I was like, oh my yep. god. Yep. When he <laughs> offers to buy them all a round of Shirley Temples, I died. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's really cute. I don't know anybody who would actually do this, including myself. Right. <laughs> like, like he's just you know? so comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there's, there is something very, very sexy about a guy who's like, I'm very comfortable in who I am. I'm comfortable in my masculinity. I can do it. Like it, this does not like hurt that in any way for mm-hmm. to be sat at the kids' table. Like I loved when he set that boundary of no friends don't get my fries. Yeah, that made me so freaking happy because it's like no you don't want to date me you don't eat my food right that's a, like and, and and it made it made me also it's like, like yeah it, i mean there is the point where like she owns a successful business buy your own damn basket of fries like why is this a thing because she's a brat <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, like, but, but i right it was just one of those things where i was like or or even you know when george is like you can't eat off of my plate. I brought enough for everybody. I know it's like her thing, but like, that's reasonable. Why does she have to eat his when hers is sitting in front of her? That's true. I feel like, like that's it, true. It, that is a weird thing. Like eating Robert's food made more sense because she didn't have it. Right. Although I did also hate when she she ate his cake. At the first time that they meet at that at yeah. the wedding, but she hadn't gotten hers yet. And then when she did get hers, he tried to have a bite of hers, and she stabbed him with a fork, which was funny. But I'm like, no, share. You right. took some of his because you didn't have it yet, and now you just are being a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it would have been cuter to me if she had been like, no, and then be like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But stabbing him with a fork was kind of cute too. Yeah. So, but then, yeah. So, so what what did we learn? Uh, ask for allergens and share your cake. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, you know, carefully because as we've all learned, 
germs spread easily. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Should we transition into Hallmark Hallmarks? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. She's a big business lady with important things to do. Uh, We have a crazy obvious green screen at the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There is a big self-help book that one must follow. Uh, Mr. Wrong, or one of many Mr. Wrongs, doesn't know very important basic thing about her after two years of dating. Yes, and that same person doesn't like weddings and doesn't understand the purpose of weddings and marriage. <laughs> um, I am going to make an argument that this that she has the non-Christmas version of Christmassy name. Because she has a branding company, and her her name is Cassandra Brand. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Very, very cool. Um, We have a bonding over wedding cake sort of mm. neat, cute thing. It happens a lot. We have another wrong man orders for her, even though I will say he did technically ask if he could. But That's true. He did do it, which is a big no-no. Agree. Um, but a little before that, uh, the children at the wedding were quite precocious. So I'm inserting a precocious child here. Yeah. I mean, there was that little girl who was like, you have to ask the pretty lady out. Yeah. Was like, you think so? She was like, yeah. <laughs> she says, you better ask her out before someone else does. <laughs> which is also a Hallmark Hallmark. So. <laughs> Um, dad is dead and life is hard. Yay. Um, we have a scene in a gallery. (laughs) Um, and we have a scene where somebody has to fix the plumbing. Yeah. The wrong guy is literally better on paper. Like they make a list. (laughs) Dog doesn't like the wrong guy, but does like the right guy. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The family has nothing better to do but be invested in her love life. We have a festival. A festival! Yay! Finishing off with the festival. Good job. Pretty parade. I only have an anti. Okay. I have a sort of pretty um, because she has this green... This like pea green coat, and I don't love the color of it, but I really like the cut because mm-hmm. it's this fitted, like zip up, off center, like bomber jacket kind of looking thing, um, with contrast piping, and I was really into it. I just wish it was like purple or maroon. Mm-hmm. I think it would have looked really nice. Yeah. Um, and just in case anybody's wondering. Coat count. She has four main coats and three additional running jackets. Nice. Um, My anti um, was kind of a look that happened when this movie uh, came out, which was the crop top sweater that has a shirt underneath it that kind of flows outwards at the bottom. Like it just just makes you look pregnant, but it has a collar up top. So, and I'm pretty sure that I saw these like H&M or whatever when they came out and they were, yeah. And they were all one shirt, but it looks like two shirts. So you have a collared flouncy shirt 
over like which is you wearing a crop sweater over top of it and it just looks awful like nobody would ever look good in it no matter what body type you have and Fair. i hate it Fair. <laughs> um my anti was her front door So she has this glass front door. I think it's to an apartment building. I think she lives in an apartment. Um, and it's got this weird, like, it's. I think it's supposed to look like it's, like, stained glass, but it's clearly not actually there, you know, like, they're using, you know, they wanted to, it to look more like, this is an apartment building, not just like a random door that we found on the side that we can shoot in front of. And so they like almost like glued stained glassy looking things on it. Oh my gosh. It just looks so crappy. Like it's so bad. I didn't, I didn't notice that, but that's hilarious. Uh, It like really bothered me every time they showed it. I was just like, ugh, it doesn't look quite straight to me. Like it looks done too quickly. And no one tried hard enough. I see. Fascinating. Yeah. Across the universe? Um, I have two. Uh, the first one I think you'll really appreciate. Okay. That the scene where they go to hear her talk about the book, mm-hmm. tell Rothery about the book, mm-hmm. reminded me of uh, Fleabag, where the sisters go to lectures. <laughs> <laughs> totally hear that. <laughs> Loved it. And, and then um, – Within the same movie, they talk about her having a Rachel haircut when she was younger, and they make a checklist for the pros and cons of the people she's seeing, like Ross did to Rachel in that episode of Friends. So I thought that was kind of a funny little connection. Lovely. Um, So there is an actual line in this movie uh, that is, this is Cass's life, not some romantic TV movie. I liked that. (laughs) Which, you know, know, know who you are. Um, I appreciated that her dog was named Duke because she is a duchess. <laughs> and his dog was named Daisy. So it was Daisy Duke. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, and in another TV movie uh, from this same year, from 2016, because I did look it up, called Stop the Wedding with Niall Mater and Rachel Boston, Terrell Rothery plays another Susie. Oh, very funny. Not the same Susie, though. Nope, different Susie. Spelled differently, actually, but they're both Susie. Fascinating. Yeah. Cool. New and noteworthy? I had a couple. Um, My first one is we see women drinking beer. Yeah. Which, you know, we don't get that a lot. That is very true. It's always a wine or cocktail sort of thing. Right. Um, and my other one was that Apple products and Amazon were name dropped in this movie. And I feel like usually we are steered away from particular brands. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I referred refer to it before, but I liked that they included a cultural festival mm-hmm. of some kind. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that there was an Asian person who was there who like, who who announced it so it didn't seem too awful but yes <laughs> um yeah okay uh supporting shout out um i will never not love Terrell Rothery in anything um but uh my supporting shout out i know it should be the dog and the mom is cute but 
the tire guy. That's mine too. (laughs) (laughs) We love a good bit part. And he was amazing. Hannah, why don't you describe this guy to everybody? He he kept trying to make jokes and she wasn't getting it. And I just, I just loved him. He he kept trying to, you know, like he just wasn't funny, but he wanted to be so bad. (laughs) It was, he was so cute. And then I loved when he tried to like, well, the, the wheelie funny thing mm-hmm. was hilarious. But when he tried to give um, Christopher Palaha's car back to him right when he had suggested they go bowling while they wait, he was like, ah, oh, your car needs a couple more hours. Bye. <laughs> yeah, right. he, so cute. he picked up on the on the vibes pretty quick. Yes, yes he did. Uh, kiss meter? Kiss meter. Uh, so we have two kisses in this movie. We have the bowling kiss and uh, the – Ending. Festival kiss. Festival kiss. Uh, so for the uh, bowling kiss, I gave it a 7.25. Because okay. I thought that they really conveyed the, like, urgency and, like, desire for that kiss really well. I thought I, I believed it. But I really don't like when somebody regrets a kiss, like, well in the middle of kissing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I completely am on the same page with you, but I scored it a little higher just because I felt like they looked really nice kissing. It looked like a really nice kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, they Their chemistry was wonderful, I thought, in this movie. Um, uh, but I also hated the fact that the kiss comes right after, like, her saying the line, that's why you shouldn't cheat um, because he's, like, cheating at bowling. And technically she kind of is doing that right in yeah. that moment because she had chosen another guy. So – um, I didn't I didn't love that, but the kiss itself was pretty yummy. Um, for the festival kiss, I gave it a six point seven five. Um, because I th- I thought it was fine. I just I don't know. I was a little like they're in the middle of a crowd. He's at work. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't. Like, I also feel like they needed to hash out a little bit more of, like, yes. why did you dump me bits? Yeah. I completely agree. Um, I, I had given it a seven, which I feel like is the same sort of drop. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I really also hate that she doesn't really give him enough of an, explana- uh, an explanation because his line before that is, what do you want from me? Or something along those lines, or what do you want me to say, or something like that. And um, she doesn't really answer him. Right. Um, she doesn't. She doesn't really give him con- consent. He doesn't give his consent for this kiss because she hasn't really given him the leave. She just goes in for it, and I think at that point he's probably still mad at her or still confused. Right. Rather. Right. I like. I, I don't feel like he has enough information to trust that she is all in on this relationship. At I all. agree. I agree. Um, he seemed too brokenhearted to be accepting of the kiss that she gives him, mm-hmm. to be honest. So yeah. it, it didn't – and the kiss doesn't even look as yummy. So yeah, right. I don't think he has. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Katie, would you recommend others watch this movie? I sure would actually okay. because they are – okay, I should say he is fucking adorable in this movie. I think he's – just so freaking charming. I think they're charming together. I really do. And I felt like 
this movie did a really good job of giving all of the side characters full, fully formed, like, characters. You know, they were fully formed people. I cared about all of them, mostly. Um, other than the fact that they just forget that she's black. <laughs> um, I think well, it's pretty she, cute. In this movie, she is not. Which is upsetting. That's fine. <laughs> How about you, Hannah? <laughs> I think when it really comes down to it, there's, like, one too many cringy issues for me to really totally – I like – I agree. Like, I think he's great in this movie. I think there's a lot to recommend it. And yeah, it just has not been aging well. And it's a little hard for me to say yes. Fair enough. I will take it. Yeah. So I, I think I have to land there. Yeah. But. Which is know. a shame because I think this is a strong Christopher Palaha character. Agreed. Though. It's still no Pearl in Paradise to me. I mean, this is true. <laughs> this is very true. Cool. Uh, and, you Love know, it. who knows? I'm very excited for his 2023 Christmas movie with Bethany Joy Lenz. So <sighs> let's see that. Yeah. I'm willing to give that a shot because that could be great. <laughs> I know nothing about it other than that the two of them are in it. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that's all you need. It's true. Very true. Uh, but anyway, thank you, everybody, for joining us today on our royal jaunt. Um, make sure you're following us on Twitter. One kiss means forever. One and the four are numerals. That's also true on Instagram and Facebook, I believe. <laughs> um, I don't even know what we're on anymore. Um and we try to live tweet uh, as many of the new movies as we can. We've also been dipping our toe into some of the tv show stuff um mm. as as things go on <laughs> no pun intended since it's a pond that she has to swim in <laughs> it's true it's true sorry <laughs> watch the way home guys it's fun um and if you would like to email us for any reason uh please email us for fun at one kiss means forever at gmail.com and that's all spelled out like it is on our logo also, if you uh, would like to support us in any way, we have a link to buy us a coffee or give us some sort of like monetary gift should you feel compelled to do so. Uh, and thank you, as always, to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music and his stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we will see you in a couple weeks. We should probably just uh, preface very quickly that uh, for the month of March, we we liked last year so we're gonna we're gonna do a series thing again yeah preview preview a little sneak peek <laughs> into into the future <laughs> um great thanks everybody see you next see you time. next time I love that. You're so smart.